following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. Right? Mm, looks like I got everything. I just... I think I just need one last thing, you know, something to listen to. Oh, there's somebody. Sir, sir, sir. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I was looking for, say, a podcast here. Oh, we have those, yes. I'm looking for not something so retro or, you know, new pop culture, something a little bit old pop culture, but yet fun and exciting. I can help you here. I got an idea. Yeah, follow me over here to aisle nine. That's where we keep all our podcasts. Right next to the fruits and vegetables. Here we go. Uh, and here we go. We got a vast selection. Everything from Joe Rogan, of course, the Rogan podcast. It's very big, very popular right now. I think it's something a little bit more low scale. Okay, low. Oh, okay. I got. I see what you mean. Lower scale. What about Mark Marin? His podcast. No. No. Um. Lock the gates! <laughs> I've been hearing about this weird, uh, I don't know what I'd say, it's weird, but this up-and-coming podcasting network called BICBP. Do you have a BICBP uh, radio network? Oh, yes, it's right here in this section over here. Here we go. Okay. Right here, just above the southern section. They're right near the barbecue. Here we go. Right underneath the Reba McIntyre albums. And, uh, yes, the, uh, there's Eat Sleep List. That's a really good one. I do recommend it. I've heard about that one. It's, uh, it's, it's very good, but I don't think I really want to listen to that one right now. Um, you said retro, right? You said retro? Like I more say, of a, uh, I got an idea. Retro. This this podcast doesn't really do anything anymore, but what about Retro Blist? Uh, no, I've heard about that one and Retro Pop. Very good. Uh, never go oh, out of style, those two. Those two never go out of style. I'm thinking nostalgia, maybe? Maybe not set it so much into a time period, but like a period in time, but a time and period where it made you feel... Warm and fuzzy inside. Anything nostalgia-wise? Yeah. Well, speaking of periods, right here, right here next to the tampons. We're absorbent, by the way. Highly recommend. But right here, right next to we have the Nostalgia Funhouse. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I like that one. And yeah, that 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 sounds perfect. Um, but do they have a sponsor? It's a brand new season for everybody's favorite. Supermarket Sweep. Are you ready? Set. Go. Run wild the chance to win $5,000. Grab everything you can get your hands on. There's great fun, super giveaways, and fantastic prizes on the zany show where time is money and smart shopping makes all the difference. Don't miss the all-new Supermarket Sweep. Today at 1 p.m. 12 Central, only on Lifetime. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, Andrew. Do you, do you hear that beep? Hold on, let me listen. I'm listening. Yeah, I do hear a beep. You know why you hear that beep? Why? Somebody backing time... up? No, because it's time to talk about Supermarket Sweep. Oh, come on down. I can. Hey, let me ask the crowd. Does anybody out there have the Crest toothpaste? Guess what? You're now a contestant. <laughs> do you have... The grape jello. God, man. 
good good pull. <laughs> oh, no geez. terrible connections there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gotta, yeah. Gotta, uh, that's into the panel discussion. So today on the Nostalgia Funhouse, we are, of course, talking about the, uh, one of the, um, I'd say cult classic game shows. Yeah. I would yeah. say what? it's, I mean, there's people that would say it's iconic, but I would say this is more of a cult classic game show. Yes. Uh, from the early nineties, we're talking supermarket sweep. Andrew, before we kind of get into it, uh, I grew up this being one of the quote-unquote game shows that our family watched. You know, I have very strong memories of when I was a little kid, and if I wasn't in school and it was on a Friday, I went grocery shopping with mom, because that's when she would go grocery shopping, and I would, me and my sister would go with her, and uh, that's why that woman's a saint to put up with that, but... Uh, you know, I just have very strong memories of the supermarket of all things. So when we would watch Supermarket Sweep, I'd be really into it, you know. And I'd be I'd be right up there trying to guess, you know, the prices of of items and be like yelling at the people, well, hey, you should grab this. I'd always get really interested in what the big uh you know, the big inflated uh bonuses would be. Those would be my favorite part. I don't know why. Uh, you know, just things like that. I was really into the show for like two years. <laughs> I was huge into this. This was, uh, I'd say, I don't know. I remember watching more Summertime, and I would watch this and Shop Till You Drop on Lifetime. Oh, I remember There's, that show, yeah. Yeah, the, the mall version of Supermarket Sweep. But I remember watching this constantly, and it was the only time where grocery shopping was actually seemed... Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, on supermarket sweep. But I did not. Did you know that it was also in the sixties? No, no. I'm I'm obviously very familiar with the nineties one. That's the one I, I think of when I think supermarket sweep. Did you watch the newer version that they had? And like, uh, was it? I only watched. I only watched the nineties one. Okay, so you're with you're a purist. Good job. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) those other ones don't exist in my eyes. You. The so, if you don't know what supermarket sweep is, it is a game show. Get on our level, you know. Just get on. <laughs> <laughs> and like Johnny said, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what supermarket sweep is. It's like one of the greatest ways for product placement in a TV show in history. I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Like it's all they all name all these products by name, but it's the gist of it is. It's a game show. There's two. There's I mean, there's three teams of two, yep. and they're competing to get time in which they can they'll have to do the quote unquote sweet supermarket sweet part of it, where they're running through, which is always the best part, where they're running yep. through the supermarket trying to get the, the with the goal of coming up with the items that cost the most in the end. It's like the Temple Run and Legends of the Hidden Temple, but with shopping yes. carts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but to get into those, like there would be the question around games. Uh, my favorite one is like which one is under a dollar, which one's under three dollars, which yeah. products on sale, which I normally just destroy because I'm the one that goes grocery shopping in my house. So even with inflation, I have a pretty good idea, right? Yeah, of what something costs. Where my wife just gets lost in the sauce on that one. <laughs> She's much yeah. better for 
the one where the letters come into play. That's what I was going to bring up. I had forgotten how much of this game show is uh, is word puzzles. There's a lot of word puzzles here. Yeah, even when they're like, "Hey, here are your here are the answers that you can pick from," but not all of them are going. We're not going to ask you know. Not every question is going to line up with you know all of these answers because we only have so many questions. Yeah, and everything else. Uh, the mini sweep in the beginning. Yes. Love the good old mini sweep. I always like to see adults run around trying to grab something. Yeah, the mini sweep is uh, one of your teammates has to go into the supermarket. And by the way, that set for that game show is is amazing. It's really it, It's it, so involved. Now, I watch guys, what is it, grocery games? And I like that one, but I still like supermarket sweep better. Yeah. Uh, like but you, but you, you get a product and you got to go find that product in the store, basically. And like Johnny was saying, you are playing up to get to the a big sweep where you have a certain amount of time to get as much, uh, you know, product as possible to win the game. You get bonuses. You'll get a secret shopping list in other episodes like later on because it did get revived real quick in like the 2000s. I remember if you grounded coffee. This is uh this is in the you can tell the difference in the episodes of which one you're watching because they kind of look the same. But uh the host David Dubrek, Delbrek, I'm horrible with names. He goes from wearing, I know I shouldn't say this name, uh Bill Cosby sweaters to uh like a denim shirt with a and he goes from wearing like Mr. Rogers sweaters. Okay, Mr. Rogers sweaters. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, use of somebody who was actually good. <laughs> And that's how he, he, he wears he wears some pretty bright sweaters in the nineties version. I like it when he does like the bagel thing. I don't know why, but I couldn't could you remember that if he's like, here's the no. grocery list? No. I I like we've talked this about this on the show. I can't even remember my kids' names if they're like <laughs> Me and you both have really of, bad short term memories. Yeah. <laughs> if they're like a can of <laughs> Johnny and I could not be on the show together. No. <laughs> I really think me and you would get a lot of time because yeah. I think we could really get through those ga- those uh, the games to get the time. But when it comes to the actual sweep, our memories oh. are pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> like we need a can of dull pineapple chunks. And Johnny would be like, I don't know. Just grab anything. Yeah. It's doles. That's all I remember. I'll remember doles and that'd be it. Yeah. Grab anything dull here. I'm just clearing shelves. <laughs> and I didn't realize. Did you know that there was main rules in the big sweep? Yes, uh, the only reason I knew this was because I was reminded of it on the episode I watched in that you can only get, there's a item tap out, you can only get like five of one item, you can't get yeah. no more than that. Um, there's the grocery list, which is three items, like you said, and each one of those is like a bonus point, a bonus money. It's like 50 bucks each, I think, is that right? Something like that. Something in that vicinity. Or no, you gotta get all of them. Or do you gotta get all of them for you like You gotta get all of them. For like 200 bucks or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other rules. Oh, you're only allowed to get one of the bonuses. You yeah. can't get any more than one. Um, I can't. I, that's the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, so if an item is knocked off of a shelf or otherwise upset or damaged, the runner who who did so either had to replace the item on the shelf or put it in their cart 
or take a $25 penalty for each item. Teams were also penalized $100 for running into supermarket displays, cameramen, or other uh, personnel, including opponents. So if you ever wonder why they just stopped the shopping cart, because even I was thinking about that. Yeah. That is because they will get the penalty. Yeah. yeah. Only runners could be in the market. Their partners had to remain uh, behind that line. And the partners could only cross the line with permissions permission from the producers, typically to pick up drop items, bonuses, or to take part in bonus activity that required their participation. And then somebody wrote this as I'm reading this because I was like looking through stuff. Um, I guess from 90 to 91, I did not see this. Costume characters such as Frankenstein's monster or a gorilla or a creature named Mr. Yuck ran through the aisles during the sweep. The character came, I remember this. If the character came near the contestant or vice versa, the contestant had to turn around and go in the other direction. Yeah, I do remember this. If the character, a penalty was also imposed. The characters were later dropped. So you remember this? Yes, it's, it was very similar mechanic to like uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, you know, where they're running through that obstacle course and there'd be those uh, like Aztec type warriors or whatever, like hiding. And if they caught you, it'd be a penalty. Yeah. type thing is very similar to that uh i definitely remember that it was not in any of the episodes that i've watched for this though um on tubi which is where i watched the one i watched this morning which i am going to get into because i got some parts of it that were very funny to me uh it was all from like 91 it was like season two of 91 is okay what's on there and by then they'd already dropped that apparently because i didn't see any of that yeah uh, cause here's other ways to earn money. Cause there was searching through the canned fruit or canned foods, uh, find a mystery product or movie. These were in like the later ones retrieve and a sack of empty cans for your partner. Oh yeah. The stack or crush. I remember seeing these in the older ones, grinding the coffee beans, weighing a bag of weighing and bagging $1 worth of, it was always Brock's candy. Making a sandwich using every ingredient on the table. Finding a token and popping the balloons. I do remember that. I remember popping balloons. Yeah. I do remember that. But that is pretty much it. And then you go on to get a chance to win $5,000. And I didn't realize, like, I'm thinking to myself, I could use $5,000. But as once again, as a kid, I was like, that's a lot of money. Even as yeah. an adult, I'm like, that's not a lot of money, but I will take $5,000. Yeah, it'll help. Yeah. But you have to go and uh, do a series of riddles and then find it's basically like a It's basically like a, uh, what do they call those hunts? Uh, where you get clues scavenger to get hunt. to the next. Yeah, thank you. Scavenger hunt is basically what it is. Yeah. But that is Supermarket Sweet in a, in a nutshell. All right, let me tell you about the episode I watched today, okay. this morning. All right, there were uh, there were three teams. Uh, two of them were just like normal-looking teams. I mean, just you had your guy and your girl, right? Yeah. The third team was two cheerleaders. I think I watched this episode. The two cheerleaders, by the way, dominated. They were like in, were they? They were college age. They were college age. They were the team number one, right? If I'm thinking, I think so. Yes. Yes. Uh, but they dominated. Like they didn't have like three minutes of time 
I mean, they, it was ridiculous. Uh, left and right, they were just destroying. Uh, but what's what's very funny is right before the sweep, they kind of go to each team and sort of uh, kind of, you know, get to know them really quickly. And, again, these are cheerleaders. So what are you going to ask them to do? Hey, how about you uh, oh. do us a cheer? This is the one that we I we watched this together. Or we <laughs> we did watch it together, but we I watched the same one. <laughs> and the cheer, it's very simple. It's like yeah. three quick movements, but the gist of it is they go, go, Dave, go. And Dave is the host. He really liked it. He was a big fan of it. And he goes, I think I just went. <laughs> I was like, what's that supposed to be? Uh, he he seemed very awkward. I have some yes. facts. I have some things that I wanted to bring up about him as well. But I'll wait until we get to the end of our little review. Okay. During like some fun facts. Uh, oh, crap. and at the very end, because these spoiler alert, these cheerleaders win the five grand. Actually, they win six grand overall. They they literally dominated this thing. Uh, they run up to him and they're just hugging him and they're all over him and he's having a grand old time. <laughs> Are these the cheerleaders? I just sent. Oh, a- Andrew is sending me a picture. Yeah, <laughs> let me look. Yes, that's them. That's exactly them. Oh, yes. okay. I watched this episode. I know. Okay, I just wanted to be the verification. Yes, that's them. Yes, that's them. Very hey, early nineties style. Uh, what am I? What's the like hairstyles and stuff for sure? Yeah. yeah. So that was because I do remember they asked David was like, hey, like I know him by his first name <laughs> was like, hey, the team two. He was like, hey, do you guys have a cheer? And they're like, uh, we forgot. We were like, yes. we're not, yeah. we're not doing this. He didn't even ask the third couple. He just, no. he just introduced him. That third couple got, got the shaft overall. I think like they didn't really get any time for anything. The no. other question I had is uh, when the two team, the, uh, the lower teams lose, they go, oh, well, they, they, they lose, but uh, they got some really good parting gifts, but they don't tell you what those gifts are. They never do. I like the parting gifts. I want to know what they are. Like I was watching another game show I'd love to review is uh, Remote Control. There's a couple of episodes on YouTube, and they tell you the parting gifts. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you're big fans of the, of the Nickelodeon kids game shows and, you know, double dare and all those whenever a kid was eliminated or whatever they would say hey here's the prize you win you know they'd always tell you what the prize was i was like just tell me what the prize is i want to know i'm looking it up Uh, parting gifts supermarket sweeps the only thing i can find the contestants got to keep is their shirts there's a lot of article (laughs) this is off like some reddit thing uh, there's wow. a lot of articles, but it looks like they're all referencing one source. So pretty much you just got your shirt. Your, your team colored shirt is what you got to keep. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it is bad when it's it could have been that or five grand. <laughs> That's two very different prizes. It is, but if you're only giving away five grand, don't you think the shirts are the only thing you can? And it's not like, what are they going to do? Re like wash those shirts? Yeah. I mean, it's a good keepsake from like, hey, I did this cool thing. 
So the supermarket suite was picky, picky about the contestants too. But yeah, that nobody even mentions the parting gifts because there's a whole uh, Double Dare has a whole thing where you can look at every gift given out on Double yeah. Dare. Yeah, yeah. But on here, you just don't. They're like, hey, you get get a sweatshirt. Maybe that's why they don't say it. Because where are you going to be like, oh, I don't want to do this if all I get is a sweatshirt. Well, I think a lot of people do it just to be on TV. Yeah, but a sweatshirt. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe do they get yeah. to keep their money that they get from? They don't say they do. Yeah. Jeez. So hey, just get off my stage and <laughs> yes, <laughs> go somewhere else. Yeah, uh, I think so. So some of the things I grabbed from the review is obviously I mentioned the Mister Rogers sweaters because. Johnny doesn't like my Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know what else I did love is like the little after like the first round of questioning right before the first commercial break in quotes, if you <laughs> is like the knowledge, like quiz thing going on. Where yeah. Like, hey, do you ever wonder how much a shopping cart uh, is worth or anything? like? Yeah. That? He always give like little facts. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that. I loved seeing the old products and logos. And um, I loved Johnny Gilbert. I mean, that's got to be the huge namesake. If you don't know who Johnny Gilbert is, he also says, this is Jeopardy. Yeah, and he's I, a namesake. Like, as soon as you hear his voice, you, you'll recognize it. Very recognizable voice. And I love his narration throughout the whole entire Big Sweep run. Yes, yeah. And then, uh, he kind of does play by play in a way. Yeah, I love it when he's like, there was one episode I was watching, and he was like, it's like, what's going on in aisle three? And then all of a sudden it got real low, and it's like, oh, it's just Ron. <laughs> like, like, there's really nothing going on over here. <laughs> uh, this is this is off topic. Well, it's kind of on topic. Yeah. Uh, but I've my buddy Derek told me about this YouTube channel, and they're, they're not big, but the... <laughs> But the gist of it is, is these three grown men, and they watch old episodes of the Nickelodeon uh, show Guts. Oh, geez. And they do a draft of the three kids, and mm-hmm. and they try to see which kid wins, and there's stakes involved. <laughs> it's really dumb and stupid, but I do recommend it. Uh, it sounds pretty decent there. Yeah, uh, let me find the... Name of the channel, real quick. Jom J O M Boy Jom Boy. It's one word. And Jake TV is what it's called. They but, should do uh, it for supermarket sweep. I think so too. Maybe we can sort of go we that route. Able, yeah, I think yeah. we should do a little Patreon. Yeah. Type uh, my one, my one complaint. What is would it? be this is a nit, this is nitpicking for supermarket sweep. Is I think they should have looked at what price is right does and do more of that because they only really have one product pricing game yeah and it's a supermarket show like what are you doing here yeah but then like they could they could have went another way like hey here's the price i'm going to give you a price which one of these three items is this price like you can do all kinds of things with that and kind of go different ways with it you're saying there should have been more instead of just the one section yeah yeah and it's just one section it's just one quick thing they don't do it more than once 
Yeah, I could see that. Then later on in like the ones where I was watching a little bit into the 2000s, they started asking questions about movies, which we would have just destroyed. Because yeah. then the, being a, a movie, like a VHS section in the supermarket. Well, that's true. The When I was a kid, we'd always shop at the Kroger. Kroger we had a Kroger, and that's where mom would always go. And I'd always get stuck in their video section. I got really excited when they got video games when I was a kid. How cool was it to see a magazine rack? Um, yes. There. That is, I mean, there still exists magazine racks, but I don't feel they're as good or as big as they were. Like a magazine rack used to last an aisle pretty much. The grocery store magazine rack was where I got my uh, my love of Batman of all things. Because they would have uh, the local one here would have like Batman comics there, yeah. comic books, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like I have such fond memories of the magazine rack. I would get that. I would get video game magazines. I would get wrestling magazines. You know, I'd get all these different. I should have did the magazine racks because those yeah. things are pretty pricey. Uh, even back in the day, they were like four or five bucks. Yeah. Right now, I look at a magazine price and I'm like, no, I'll just look it up online. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting oh, like fifteen dollars for a magazine. No, I'm good. Yeah, when that used to be like you can get twelve of them for that for a subscription. Yeah, <laughs> we're old, Andrew. <laughs> I I overall liked it. I mean, I I guess what I hear what you're saying about the pricing. I kind of like the word game where knowing your product and and everything else and the nice wordplay games. Um, that was kind of I, I like that one a lot. I mean, I really didn't have too many complaints or anything. It, and it whizzes by again, like if you it, take commercials out of it, it's like 22 minutes long. It's crazy. Just easy, yeah. breezy right through. But uh, Mental Floss has some uh, 10 fun facts about oh. Supermarket's wheat. So number one, the meat was fake. Which kind of <laughs> everybody kind of wanted to know because, but I want to know if they got the weight to it. Then they the one that I saw acted like it because that guy was kind of juggling some of those big meats he's trying to put in his uh, put in his buggy. So I I think they did have some heft to them, but I mean you can't have things that would quote unquote have a chance to spoil. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Oh. Well, fun oh, fact number two. Oh, well, they could have referred to that. We're I done guess. talking about those big old Farmer John hams. If I had to hear Farmer John ham one more time, that's what I call my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on my dating profiles. Check out my big old Farmer John hams. <laughs> There's some old supermarket sweet contestant, like, yeah, that's what I wanted on. But you only got two. I know I can get five. <laughs> I got two butt cheeks. Like up four at least. So a lot of the food was expired. They shot oh, okay. for five months every year, and they used the same food over and over and over again. Yeah, because nobody's eating that stuff. Nobody's no. using that stuff. A lot of the food uh, have been thrown in and out of carts for three to four months. Had gotten pretty beat up as well. Because you figure, I always thought about. I thought about the two. Never thought about it as a kid. Because as a kid, you don't think about clean up as much right yeah so when i was watching this i was actually thinking like imagine that's somebody's job 
is to go back through the store and take these carts and put everything back onto the shelves. Andrew, true Johnny fact I'm about to drop on you. My first job ever when I was a teenager in high school was working. I don't think they exist anymore, but we had a Winn-Dixie grocery store. Ooh. And I worked there as my first job as, of course, a stalker. And that was my job was to go around stocking shelves and fixing shelves after customers had gone through. That was one of my jobs. Uh, and uh, you would not believe the mess that people just leave. And this is when they're not in a hurry like they are in Supermarket Suites. Yeah, they're in a big hurry on this one. Yeah. Side note, uh, just to add to the nostalgia, I worked at the Winn-Dixie uh, right in the height of Mark Martin, my Mark Martin fandom. And that yeah. worked out because one of his cars was a Winn-Dixie car. So I got to yeah. see that car on a lot of Winn-Dixie products. I was very excited about that. <laughs> uh Number three, winners didn't get to keep the food. I mean, that's probably a given. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Given what uh, Rupert said above contestants, we're probably thankful for that. Um, According to Great Big Story, they and they didn't get to keep their sweatshirts either. But even though, I don't know, there's a mystery in there. They got to keep the $5,000 or, you know, whatever they won. Uh, oh, so they got to keep the money. They is that what they're saying? Yeah. But oh, okay. Keep All your right. sweatshirt. What do they do? Wash them? I think I'd rather keep the money. Yeah. I got to choose between the money and the sweatshirt. The money's winning. Choose the money. Yeah. I can get pretty, a sweatshirt with that money. <laughs> pretty snazzy. Yeah. Uh. So this is more like a pro tip in a way. Beauty products could win the game for you. Heading for the beauty aisle instead of the meat freezer could very well win you the game. Those who use the strategy one instead of having instead of five hams and five turkeys, load up your cart, get five hair colorings, and get five of all of these expensive hair beauty products. Which I do have a wife and a daughter that dye their hair and have beauty products, and I believe this one hundred percent. Yeah, very expensive stuff for sure. Uh, the other thing too that's very much a pro tip here is I cannot stress enough how important the bonuses are. Yeah. Because the, and when I watched this morning, the team that you would have thought at least got second, got last because they didn't get a bonus item. And that made them, they lost the game purely because of that. Got to get the bonus, your mini sweep. And if you're not Johnny and I remember the grocery list. Yes. Yeah. Or get your bag of Brock's candy. and I can remember Brock's candy, but I can never remember other things. Uh, get your certain bagels. I always loved it when he was like, I need one everything bagel, two plain bagels. <laughs> uh, number five, for contestants, personality was key. It is a TV show, so vibrant personality. So that's probably why the cheerleaders made it. Yeah. So, you know, just have a vibrant personality and you can get on. Uh, the other thing where you mentioned the bonuses, now that it just jumped in my head, talk about having a bad memory. How do you feel about them leaving their carts to grab the bonus and then run it back? Would you have taken the cart with you or tried to drag the bonus? Because I, I, th- I did see, I mean, that was always a strategy where like, hey, for the first two times, go out. First time, grab the bonus, bring it back. 
and go out and bring the grocery list and bring it back and then grip your cart and go to some areas. Like I get that strategy because you're in a hurry. You only have a, a fixed amount of time. And uh, the, the, especially the, the bonus item was always like an oversized yeah. uh, object, like a, a, you know, like an oversized Tootsie roll, for example. And it would take up a lot of the cart if you put it in the cart. So I, I get it. But I think if it was me, I would have just used the cart personally. I felt bad for the one episode I was watching. The lady grabbed this Jolly Green Giant bonus, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like inflatable. It was like made out of plastic. And the legs fell right off. So she had to go back and get the legs. I'm thinking to myself, couldn't you have been like, do I need the legs or do I just need this top yeah. where the sticker is? Yeah, I, I would think I wouldn't make her go back and get the legs. Yeah. Uh, contestants wore dickies, but by winning, they didn't get to keep the sweaters because oh, they all got paid. But if you lost your consolation pie, yeah, here it is. Consolation prize was you got to keep the sweater, but if you but you didn't get to keep the dicky, so like the little like tie thing, does it mean the shoes? Is their shoes dickies' shoes? I thought it was like the. Isn't Dickie's a shoe? Am I wrong? I'm typing into Google what is a Dickie. Yeah, it's always good to type in Dickies in Google. You're going to get some great results here. It's that little like turtleneck thing where it's not like a full sweatshirt or full. Oh, like... so it's a, it's a shirt then. Yeah, that's why they all look like they're wearing turtlenecks. Oh, okay. I just assumed those were sweaters. That's what I would have called them. That's why they all have collars and everything else. Ah, very tricky supermarket sweep. Here's number nine. This one kind of upsets me in a way. Contestants got to map out their routes to prevent contestants looking like chickens running around with their heads cut off. The show allowed. Sometime to strategy. This is probably during the commercial break. When you're taping a show before the supermarket round, you get, a, oh, you get about 10 minutes or so to walk around the supermarket because you can see the prices. Everything has a price on it, and then you know how to map it out from there. I mean, if everybody's doing it, then it's fair. But in my opinion, the more fun would be you don't let them do that. And like whatever strategy they have coming in is the strategy they're using. Yeah, I mean, that's where it's like, oh, go grab the Tide. Yeah. I mean, by the time you're like in season two um, in your own supermarket sweep, I'm going to assume that you're overall familiar with what the game show is. Yeah. And you know that it's, or at least a grocery store, because they do a pretty decent job of laying out the grocery store, how a a grocery store would be. It didn't feel very random with uh, product placements and stuff. You know, like you didn't see the meats you know, just out in the middle of nowhere, they were like where you would feel they would be in a grocery store. Oh, I actually skipped a couple here. So here we are. Uh, winning during the taping did not guaranteed you'd actually collect your winnings. So this was a syndicated show. So every episode got taped and you didn't know if you were going to get the money. If you won, unless it was aired, which could be six months later because they had to sell it. Wow. Yeah. So on the bright side, even if you didn't collect 
at least you could always uh, say you played Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. So in other words, if you you could go through and you could win, but if you're a dud, they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, if they can't sell your show. Yeah. Then you're then you're out. Uh shootings lasted twelve to fourteen hours. So this is where the audience comes into play where Yeah, that's why you'd always see the same ones because they probably taped what like five or six in a day. Yeah. Uh would literally get into the room when they get called back, be prepared to be here. It could be a 12, 14 hour day because there are three parts. Uh, oh, three pairs of people on each show that day. I want to say the taping was something like eight shows. Yeah, that makes sense. People just in a room. Um, first thing they taped was the introduction where you run down to the camera. Everybody got introduced to host David Dubrek. I'm just screwing up this guy's name. Then they call you back. If you tape the first segment, then they call you back, and then you tape the yeah the first segment. So it was damn twelve hours. Holy cow! <laughs> but it sounded like they got paid to be there too. So I would hope so. Uh, the super. I mean, it probably wasn't a lot, but would you spend twelve to fourteen hours sitting there waiting? That doesn't even guarantee you're getting on the show. But they're not going to pay you. No, no, I, I would. <laughs> it's twelve hours. I'm that type of loser. Am I young? Like, are we talking like, let's say Johnny's in his early twenties? Sure. Yeah. Now would no. Now that now I, I would no, now I wouldn't even no, think about it. No, no, <laughs> no, no. If you record a podcast too late, you get. That's <laughs> true. You turn into like eighty year old Johnny. <laughs> Back in my day, we had bedtimes. Uh, <laughs> don't you people got stuff to do in the morning? It uh, just really annoyed me I'm when sorry people I who are a southern accent too. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> Mock me all you wish. You're in Texas now, so uh, yeah. you're probably surrounded by it. You want to get uh, corrupted by it at some point. It always yeah. happens. I I get. I'm still can't get over the politeness of people. Like yeah, I, but in fairness, a lot of it's probably pretty fake. Yeah, but still though, it's still so okay. So it's not that bad that I kind of like ignore it or I don't know how to handle it right away. Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay, because I've always, uh, I was raised to be very polite, and and I think most people. I mean, I was joking. I think most people in the South are fairly polite if they're raised that way. Um, but I think that always annoyed me is like one of the big things the south does is if you're entering a, a location and somebody's near you a stranger you hold the door open for them it doesn't matter who it is it's just a it's just a common courtesy type of thing i've had the door held open for me by strangers and vice versa right uh but i always got annoyed when uh somebody would be like that person didn't even thank me and i'm like well then then you held the door open for the wrong reasons my friend you yeah. held it open so you'd get thanked for the and you get the that you know that uh, like that acknowledgement. That's not why you do it. You do it because it helps somebody out. You know. Yeah, because it was. It's been pretty cold, like New York cold here. Yeah, yeah. Past it's been in the teens here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and the sun finally was like out and everything else. Like we had a dusting of, sh- of snow, and then my daughter was like, "Where'd all the snow go?" I was like, "We." we live in the south it's it's not gonna hang around for a while yeah <laughs> and uh 
So I was picking my son up from school the other day and there was like another mother came up to me and then she was like, oh, it feels nice that the sun's out. And she doesn't say like hi or anything. She just like says it. So I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I like went to the van. And I was like, that was really awkward. I made that really, really too. Yeah. She's just trying to start a quick conversation. She yeah. didn't need it to be a deep one. She just wanted no. to throw something out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's one. that might You'll get there, Andrew. You'll get there. I, I'm hoping there's a <laughs> lot of, as uh, what did somebody say? Hard calluses. When you live in New York, Anya. Uh, and then the final one is the supermarket was really, really small. It got a, it was a little bit bigger than a bodega in the city. Uh, bodega is like a corner store, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what they call a lot of those stores in New York City. There, a lot of them are called bodegas. It's very tiny. It looks huge, but it's small. Even the aisles, you had to be careful. It, if you and your cameraman were running and another group was coming down the aisle, you had to make sure that you were all, you know, all the way to the side or there could be an accident. Which that's probably uh, that's probably why that's probably why they did let them plan that stuff out. Right. Is the size is the actual size of the place. Yeah. I mean, I I'm with you though. I'd rather they didn't let them do that because it just adds to the chaos and the fun of it, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I I I get it now. That I know they saw that. They do a good job of filming it, making it feel bigger than it is. It it they tape it very well. Yeah. Are we going to give this a, a rating oh, out of five? Of we are. Yeah. Oh, so David Ruprecht, you are going to love this guy even more. This is the host. This is the host. Uh there's he was in a little movie. Oh. Uh, I'm just gonna just gonna say a name from the movie. Okay. Khan. He was in Star Trek too. He was the voice of the Kobayashi Maru captain. That's cool. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. That's really cool. I do like that a lot. And the only reason why I looked this up is because in one of the episodes I was watching, the guy said he was going to school to become a game show host. And he was like, oh, kind of like me. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he did any other thing in his career. You know, because most people, when you look it up, it's just the one. Yeah. Is that the, the, the wish Jeff Probst from legends of the hidden temple i can't remember his name i mean he just was like picked randomly but david ruprecht has like this extensive thing and he like i said he is uh he was a full house he was on full house he was a tv announcer beverly hills 90210 he was in family matters for an episode well he's if he's connected to family matters in star trek this guy wins oh yeah he was in punky brewster Married with children. Small. Man, you just name is this guy was had a great career. <laughs> Webster, Simon and Simon, too close to comfort. There's a like cool like there's a saying elsewhere, but I don't care about that. Uh, Airwolf, Three's Company. Um, and, but yeah, when I the Harlem Globetrotters on on Gilligan's Island. What? <laughs> he played. I I adore that. Uh, I by the want way. to know where this is. 
You know, have you ever seen it? No, I've never it's seen fanta- it. It's fantastic. When I was a kid, my two favorite things in court, well, still to this day, I love basketball, right? Always loved the Harlem Globetrotters, especially when I was a kid. And growing up, my favorite syndicated television show was Gilligan's Island. I loved Gilligan's Island as a kid. So when my mom was like, hey, did you know the Globetrotters are going to be on Gilligan's Island? That was appointment television for me. How do I? How do we watch this? It's got to be somewhere. I can, it's got to be streaming somewhere, right? Please tell me. I'll look it up while you're doing whatever you're doing. Is it an hour long thing? Because here's one. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe that's a review. But yeah, that's that's uh that's pretty much it there for the supermarket sweep. Uh, I think we, how should we right. read this? Well, before we do that real quick, it's called the Harlem Globe Charters on Gilligan's Island. It was a special that came out in 81. It was two hours long. Oh. Just to give you an idea of, it's a really short explanation of it. The basketball team and a mad scientist. Oh, yes. You got me hooked. To a Gilligan skipper and the rest of the castaways. You got me hooked. The minute you said the Harlem Trotters and a mad scientist. <laughs> how, how could you not watch that? You got to be able to watch it. But, I'm looking to see if it's on. Uh, uh, oh, on the YouTube there. Yeah. There's clips on YouTube, but I'm not seeing the full thing. Yeah. I got a. I actually have a show for us to review. I have a request. <laughs> so, but we'll talk about that off, I guess, air as you call it. But like I said, um, what was. So, uh, should we. Should we do. Oh, I just, sorry, I just got really excited. Uh, Gilligan's Island is streaming, but I don't think. Which I'm gonna go back and watch those. I love that show, but I don't see the actual Globe Charter special anywhere, which sucks. I want to see if I can uh, find other means to find it for us. I used to watch a lot of Sanford and Son when I was a kid and the Monkeys. Yes, yeah. Sanford and Son was big for me. That's another topic. Like, what syndicated TV shows from before your time did you grow up watching? Yeah, mine was like Sanford and Son. Um, it wasn't quite off the air, but I used to watch a lot of it in syndication. Give me a break. Yeah. Love that show. Yeah. Uh, big Gilligan's Island here and um, a team was a big one. Oh, give me some night rider. Of course was huge. Uh, there was a, I mean, I'd love to go through and think about all these shows that I loved when I was a kid. Mork and Mini was really big for me. Yeah. Like the old Nick and night too. Like uh, we used to watch. What is it? Uh, my three sons. My yeah, mother was big on that. My three sons. Oh, welcome back, Kata. That's mine. Yeah, Mister Kata, Mister Kata, and of course, Golden Girls was huge in my house. Yes, yeah, that was on. I think right before Oprah or after Oprah, because this is, I lived in a house with one TV, like we normally did. So yeah, same, I mean, same. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get a TV in my room until I was a teenager. Yeah, I think I was about sixteen. I, I want to say it's 14, 15. Around okay. There. I did have a TV in my room, but it was, it was so old 
that it didn't have the what is that coax cable hookup you actually had yeah by the adapter screw it into the tv there was like the two like screws yes up yeah you had to screw that down and do it and one of the screws got loose so i would have to put something on there so yes. i wouldn't <laughs> lose uh and i didn't have cable so i went off of whatever i could pick up but it was mostly to play I had an old VCR, so it was mostly to play VHSs and to play Super Nintendo. I want to say maybe I did have, because when I got my Nintendo for Christmas, I also got a small TV with it. I mean, it was really small, and it was in black. It was a black and white television on top of that. But when you're like, you know, a little kid playing Mario, you don't care. I remember (laughs) playing the Atari 2600. We had a black and white TV. Yeah. Uh, But I still remember being blown away when I got to play it. Uh, Super Mario Brothers on a colored TV. Like I, my parents one time, because I was really good, let me hook it up to the TV in the living room for like an hour. Ooh. And my little kid brain was blown away by how cool it looked. <laughs> All right, how we were, how we uh, rating Supermarket Sweep by beeps, Farmer John how, Hams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how many Farmer John Hams are we giving this? Yeah, because we can only do up to five. Yeah, I like that's perfect. Yeah uh because they said if you go back and watch it they say it a lot uh so when you think of a game show we think of the iconic ones especially kid growing up yeah uh, you think jeopardy you jeopardy, think wheel of fortune price is right price is right yeah yeah like double dare i consider a lot of people call me crazy i consider that up there i do too i think it's this a classic one, too uh, I think it's borderline iconic, but I think it's still, if we're going to be real, like I said, it's a, it's a cult type thing. Yeah. Because uh, once again, ABC tried to bring it back because they were probably like, oh, this is old. Let's see if we can get a crowd to watch it again. If they bring it back now, it'd just be like people sitting at a computer <laughs> online shopping. <laughs> what can you get DoorDash to bring cart. you? <laughs> yeah, it's the cart delivery. That's how the teams play. One person puts stuff in the cart. And then the yeah. other person, Another person waits waits at the door for the DoorDash guy to deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> how fast can your Instacart guy get to your house? Uh, <laughs> will they lose money by paying extra for express delivery? Let's find out. You're going to lose some points because you did not leave a tip for your driver. Yeah, always leave you tip. Always leave you tip. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So out of Farmer John Hams, it's it's a cult one. I'm gonna say this is a four. Four out of five Farmer John Hams. Four out of five Farmer John Hams because I want to I want to go like four point five all the way to a five, but it's not on the same level as your jeopardies your wheel of fortune right yes and those other ones it's it's a cult one it, it yeah i i'm and then i want to give it a three and a half okay farmer john hams i'm in the same boat as you though as in to me the 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 big level would be your jeopardies and your wheel of fortunes like we mentioned this would be kind of like uh you know put in that next level of you have supermarket sweep you have uh, the pyramid game yeah, you know stuff but like that. It's in that vein well, for me. Family Food, I would have to say, is in that iconic level. I'd put Family Feud in the, in the top yeah. tier for uh, me. But yeah, Pressure Lock 
is another one I'd put in. Yes, oh, yes, man. stuff like that. Yeah, or uh, Hollywood Squares, you know, stuff yeah. like that. I pl- I was playing that the other day on Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, damn it! I got to do that for a lot to play. I think when I get done, I still I still I was still blown away this year. I was this year when I learned that that very uh, iconic Star Wars holiday special. Uh, one of the writers on it was Bruce Valanche. Still blown away by that. I don't know why that blew me away, but it did. I know who Bruce Valanche is, but South Park ruined it for me. <laughs> South Park ruins a lot of things. <laughs> when they come out saying with, with the Cartman one, and they're like, why is Bruce Valanche here? <laughs> Bruce Valanche. <laughs> but that is it. Oh, and uh, shout out to Nick O for requesting this. This was a listener request. Um, yeah. Uh, follow our social medias. Yes. Uh, Andrew does an awesome job on those. Uh, joining a growing Facebook page. It's really happening over there. It's on Instagram too. Uh, but you can message us uh, if you have suggestions of, hey, you got a show idea. What if also, you know, uh, we get a lot of these, and I know they all mean well, of if we need help promoting our podcast, uh, please. Uh, those aren't bots at all. Those are obviously real people who are like, hey, I specialize in. Uh, promoting podcasts i'm sure you do partially with five followers <laughs> we get a lot of those that's yeah, what the side if you do a podcast i guarantee you you had somebody one of those reach out to you as i uh promote the podcast exactly the way they probably would have promoted the podcast as their yep. social media yep also uh yep uh youtube and youtube you can also listen to episodes on there as well because youtube now you can uh just put our our ss feed through there oh nice Shout out to matt johnson for doing that for me as i was probably a pain in the neck as he was doing something important uh but yeah so all of our episodes even the older ones before we became the no nostalgia funhouse are all up on youtube there's no video to them but you can listen to them through youtube now as well yeah pretty much wherever you get your podcast and i know that was really big of matt because we're obviously a very southern podcast and we know how he feels about that (laughs) poor matt Matt. i know people don't know like matt's one of our closest buddies <laughs> I love Matt, but it's really fun to make jokes. Like I that. told him with the King of the Ring one. I was like, I used you as a tiebreaker. He was like, What? I was like, Yeah, I I did it if I could remember if the wrestler was nice or mean to you. <laughs> and if they were mean to you, I said that they deserve to lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I gotta listen to this. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. If somebody's mean to your friends and somebody- yeah as loyal and great as Matt. It, yeah. You're, you're, Honestly, I'm not even kidding. This is a behind the scenes here. Our buddy, Matt, who does eat sleepless, go check out that podcast. Yeah. He is. He's incredible. Uh, he's really good on a podcast too. Uh, he, uh, when he was younger, was a professional wrestler up in the New York, uh, Albany and uh, Buffalo area, right? Like in that area. Yeah. He went all over. I think he even did some stuff in Canada. Yeah. Uh, so he got to meet a lot of the bigger name professional wrestlers who would come through there. I mean, he even did got to do some extra work for WWE stuff like that. So he got to meet a lot of these people, and he would tell us these stories of who was cool and who was not cool. Some of these big name people were complete a holes. 
really some some of them you would you would expect yeah but but other ones like i was a i'm not even kidding i always like jake the snake roberts right like i think he's an incredible uh you know promo uh fascinating one of my favorite all-time wrestling moves is the ddt you know he had everything going for it, and then matt tells me that story and it just ruined <laughs> jake the snake for me i was like man i liked him too and now i can't out of my loyalty to matt so yeah i can't do it either <laughs> I just you ever like listen to a podcast and all of a sudden like another podcast will come up that it's kind of like in the same genre and you'll just start listening to it and I started listening to the snake pit and I was like yeah I'm not gonna listen to this because all yeah. I can just picture is what Matt told us but once again thank you Matt so everything's up on YouTube also if you join Patreon uh I'm trying to edit within a day or two the episode so you could actually listen to the episode earlier if you join Patreon before oh. it's up and fully released. So you can, you know, get your nostalgia funhouse fix earlier. Yeah. Our goal, our goal is to by October, we want to be able to afford. And it'll be a we're gonna make a giant deal out of it if we're able to do this. Oh yeah. The, the ghost of Mr. Chicken. We're gonna okay. make it such a humongous deal. That's like a two, three hour episode because we need to make we need to write a story about yes. spot. I mean, this is I'm be- not even I'm not even kidding, Andrew. Uh that movie used to be a one of my always watching Octobers, and I refused to watch it this year, this past year. Not because a reference couldn't it. afford it. Cornette made a reference to it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So help us help us get there. We want to be able to watch and review the ghost of Mr. Chicken. Uh, because Don Knotts rules and he deserves it. So yeah. Uh, uh join our Patreon, you get a lot of cool stuff there. Check out all our social medias, like I said. We thank all of you for your support. It means a lot. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up this year. Yes, we do. Um, and with that being said, what may not be nostalgia for you? Maybe nostalgia for some. And I done a gold went. <laughs>